On today's episode, I chat with Mason Yu about the current state of SEO and how AI fits into the larger SEO picture. Mason is on the cutting edge of AI use cases within search engine optimization. He's helped brands like ClickUp and Marketer Hire with growth and SEO, and he's uniquely qualified to help us navigate this changing landscape right now. So let's dive right into this one. So before we dive further into SEO with Mason today, I want to kind of level set and just build more of a foundation of who you are, how you got into SEO, um, and, and kind of your unique story. So if you wouldn't mind just just kind of talk, taking us from day one of SEO, where you were, who you were, and how that's led you to where you are today. Yes, so I found SEO when I was still a professional violinist uh, touring as a, a quartet member. Um, and I was like, you know, looking for something that I could do remotely. And uh, SEO was just something I, I fell across and I learned all of the uh, foundations and basic strategies and a lot of black hat methods, actually. Uh, and that's kind of how I started was by offering these services to local businesses. And for about two years, I had been doing this as a violinist full time, you know, violinist by, by day, SEO by night. And then after that, uh, when the pandemic hit, I just you know, I grew really in love with marketing and tech. So I decided to jump uh, full force into ClickUp, uh, who, you know, I was lucky to get hired at that stage in time when ClickUp was really at a growth stage. So I was like employee 200. And then a couple months later, there was a thousand employees. So uh, that was kind of my, my journey into SEO, like for just one, one product. And I wasn't used to that at all, but uh, I learned a lot really deeply and, uh, you know, since then I've been doing, you know, a little bit of consulting here and there with different, uh, different products and different services on SEO strategies. Um, but yes, that's, that's, uh, where we are today. And now I'm at the University of Chicago booth, uh, furthering my knowledge in marketing and product management, et cetera, et cetera. So what was it about SEO in particular that really interested you? What, what is it about? Is it the creative side more the analytics side? What? Yeah, what's interesting about SEO, especially today to you? Yeah, great question, Blake. Um, so SEO is really interesting to me because I just was fascinated by the concept that you could actually make money by people coming and visiting your website and somehow like making a purchase on that without any sales needed. And I was just very fascinated by that as a, you know, as a violinist. Uh, I was really in touch with, you know, the software side, the more ambiguous side of things and more like, you know, very creative part of things. So SEO for me actually was a great marriage between um, that kind of ambiguity because you never really know what Google wants, right? And everybody says a lot of things and you kind of can't really know until you test. Um, so it was a great marriage between that and also like analytic analytics and like hypothesis testing and almost a little science-based. So um, but I, I think what really drew me in was just the fact that people would visit your website and make a, make a transaction or make a phone call. That was the, the early days of what I was doing was uh, doing Google business listing optimization. And like people were just calling like real customers were calling for you know, my clients. And um, I just never, never knew I was just in my little bubble before. So that's uh, continued you know, to this day, how it's, you know, fascinated, uh, fascinated me, uh, when I got into ClickUp, like how 
you know, there just can be hundreds of thousands of people signing up for the product just from organic search. The, the, you mentioned earlier that some of the stuff you had done early on was more black hat, which obviously has largely gone away, but I'd love to know what, what kinds of things were kind of the focus back then and what you were doing back then and how that compares to what SEO looks like today for you. Yeah. Um, you know, black hat is, is interesting because I think SEOs in general, like always verge around like, you know, gray, white, black, like it's not, there's, it's hard to really distinguish a, a boundary there, but. I was clearly doing stuff that was against Google's like best practices, which was building, you know, those, those PBN networks, which is, you know, the basically a lot of sites that you own and you try to link to yourself, uh, but having different IP addresses. And, um, that was like one, one method, right. Then, I mean, that was actually one of the main methods I was really fascinated by in those days by link building. This was in 2018, 2019. Uh, but, you know, at that time, also, I had heard that PBNs were dead, right? Back then, like even in 2018, because I think that was more of like 2015 tact. Um, but it actually worked pretty well for me then. Um, and I, I do see sometimes, you know, SEOs are are still doing that and still claiming it works. So I haven't delved into that lately. Um, but but yeah, that was one of the main like kind of black hat methods that I really like experimented with and did get some results. Um but, you know, how, how that shifted when I went to ClickUp was, you know, I finally learned what link building actually looks like in a more partnership oriented setting and relationship building. And so uh, that was actually one of the huge reasons I joined ClickUp was because I uh, learned in the interviews that they were really interested in something to help build out their backlinking program. And I was always like, okay, I really want to know how link building is done for real because I had been just buying links and using PBNs. I never knew what for real meant. So ClickUp really gave me that playground to develop that skill and to uh, explore all these different methods of building links. Yeah, I want to talk about your time at ClickUp and maybe we, we talk a yeah. little link building. There's, there's certainly a lot of people that know the basics of SEO, you know, create content and Hopefully it's optimized and then people come to your website. People kind of know that side of it, but diving deeper, a lot of people might have questions on what good link building actually looks like. What, what are the tactics? What is, what is a program for link building actually look like so that you can uh, replicate success and get more traffic because you're boosting your site authority? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so that's, uh, let me think about that. Yeah, it's, it's a multi-layered answer i feel like what link building looks like um, because in some ways i still think that the work i was doing as a link builder in more purpose setting is like kind of gray hat black hat in a way because there are uh you know link exchanges right and that that sort of network and so i think if we want to remain like really like best practices and best standards like it's basically published like really great content that people would naturally cite so it's like really in-depth research or some buzzworthy trend building sort of articles that people would link to or having some tools, right? Publishing tools that people find useful so they'll link to it. Those are all like the best practice link building methods. But then again, those are all passive link building. So if your job is to be a link builder, like any kind of active link building is against Google guidelines. So like the, the, the tier below that best practice one is the really kind of establishing co-marketing activities and, you know, trying to 
uh, offer value to other partner companies that may or may not have to do with link building. And then link building may result in that. So having, um, you know, just more than just link exchanges and more value fit uh, seem to be like a good, I guess, middle ground for me to wrap my head around. Like this is actually good stuff, right? Not just back black hat things. Um, but, you know, then again, there's, um, you know, if you need to have predictable links and you need to have like a quota or, you know, as a manager, you, you might want to set quotas for your teammates. There are really predictable ways to get links and then there are less predictable, predictable ways. So you sort of have to invest in both methods to really bring that link diversity that you're looking for for your site. Um, but yeah, it, there's really no easy way to build links. Yeah, and I think that's probably why so few people do it do it well. Yeah. Um, at ClickUp, what other SEO strategies were you working on besides building a link link building program? And you know, how did AI is has AI played a role in any of that? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're you know, moving towards the AI question. Um, so the last thing that I did at ClickUp was, and I'm I'm still you know partly involved is like building that AI engine. Um, but yeah, you know, moving towards that. Um, I, so I was click, click, click up for about three years and now I'm, now I'm just, you know, part, part time with them still, um, how, like I had always been wondering, you know, what are methods that I can help the team in that will, you know, grow traffic, but not increase resource investment. So I was always looking for these ways, you know, kind of growth hacking in a way, um, to unlock new growth and not really just demand like a huge budget, right? So the first program that came out of link building and that emerged that I found was a great opportunity was uh, guest posting on ClickUp. So um, in, in what I mean by guest posting on ClickUp is not that we try to build links for ClickUp through guest posts, but we would accept partner guest posts on ClickUp sites so that we would get free content. And I found out, you know, our content ranks within a certain period of time, like we could expect these ROI numbers from our partners' guest posts. They would go through some editing to make sure it was up to our standards. Um, and in return, like the partner would get the link to, uh, from ClickUp. So the, the value exchange was that, you know, they would get a, a great link from ClickUp, but that we would actually get a lot of traffic and we would, um, uh, it would kind of be a co-marketing activity where, you know, for example, HubSpot would post on ClickUp and talk about something tangentially related that we might both have a similar audience that we're trying to serve different solutions to. And so they would talk about their products and then we would make sure that there's a ClickUp section too. So both uh, parties would get some benefit out of those uh, guest posts. So that was like a really successful content arm uh, because ClickUp, you know, publishes hundreds of, of posts, you know, a month now. But back then, uh, ClickUp only had like 20 to 30 articles per month. And the the guest post program was you know, in was basically contributing, I don't know, 10 to 20% of that content was actually free content. So um, it was a really great way to augment our content machine and to bring traffic, bring conversions without investing in more contractors or writers or editors. Um, so, you know, then in the same line of thought of, of trying to, you know, find efficiencies to bring more growth, um, then I stumbled upon this programmatic idea um, where, um, basically pro for anybody who doesn't know programmatic SEO is, is finding a way to, uh, leverage, um, like an automated, like, a 
what do you call it? Automated way to create a lot of content from like a single template. And that, that kind of uh, attacks one type of keyword pattern. So, you know, a concrete example of that would be, you know, you know, there's maybe ClickUp is trying to, to sell their content calendar, something, right? And then, so we would then target all the different keywords that have content calendars, like content calendar, like social media content calendar, YouTube content calendar, influencer content calendar. And we would, um, the content for that to rank would be very similar, right? And then we would then uh, just change out these different use cases according to different logic and rules. And so it's a very engineering approach, very product management approach to SEO is this programmatic way. And AI has enabled us to unlock this lever to make the content unique because one of the old uh, problems with programmatic SEO in the past was that content was never unique. It was always duplicate content with maybe a couple of logic things that changed out the words depending on what use case this page was serving. But now with AI, you can have unique content that targets each uh, segment in a very personalized way. So like YouTube content calendar wouldn't just have a generic description about our content calendar, but it would talk about how our content calendar can help you publish YouTube videos and, you know, and how you can improve your YouTube following, right? It would actually talk about all those things and using AI really unlocked us the ability to do all this. And, uh, this is, this has been the most exciting project that I worked on and, uh, it definitely, uh, was a big success. Like, like last time I talked to you, it was like, we had about you know, 4X more conversions or traffic, but now it's like almost 10X uh, since we started this program. Um, and we're able to publish hundreds to thousands of pages that are really serving these micro, uh, segmented keywords. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, Keeping on with, with AI, beyond programmatic, what other areas yeah. have you worked with clients or, or for yourself used AI for SEO? Yeah, so um, there are a lot of tasks in SEO that are very manual. And, you know, I, 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 ch I challenge everybody who's, who's listening to this, if they um, are thinking about programmatic or not programmatic, AI solutions to things, just what is something that is sort of a, a bummer to work on all the time, right? And then like, uh, you know, think about how a workflow of how that would be automated or to be improved. So it may or may not include AI, but I, I kind of thought the solutions I came up with that involved AI came from a, a standpoint of like, I wanna automate something, I wanna make it go, I wanna make my production go faster. So that was the kind of standpoint I had. And so. Uh, this is still, I guess, supporting the, the ClickUp programmatic play, but, you know, we came up with different tools uh, to help us and some mini scripts that, you know, I, I helped uh, build that would leverage AI to help us do different things. So, for example, uh, a keyword research, when you're doing programmatic, there's thousands of keywords you're managing. And so we would uh, have a workflow that would, you know, pass this huge list of keywords through this kind of AI machine, which is, you know, really simple, just a couple of steps of scripts, right? And then it would spit out a more cleaned out version of the keywords that didn't have very super close variants, right? So that was like one example um, of like just cleaning up messy data, right? That's sort of the, the use case. 
and I'm sure a lot of people that are in data, right, they probably experience really like complex data issues and, and incomplete data. And I, I think AI is a really good uh, tool to really clean that up. So that's like one method, right? Then, you know, we, we when we're doing, key, when we're doing like strategy for content, there's a lot, always this competitive research sort of uh, step that you need to analyze the, the Google search results to see what everybody else is writing about to make sure you're, you also include all those points. And so what better way to do that is, is to you know, have uh, some kind of AI or some kind of automation be able to bring all this information back to you so that you don't have to click and open 10 tabs. That's another way. And there are a lot of other great SEO AI people that I like to follow as well and to get great ideas from. Uh, but I do think that um, AI has enabled all of us to be solutions oriented and to be almost like software developers in a really mini way. Um, As you look back at the past few years now that you've been working in SEO pretty heavily, what are some of the big challenging problems that keep coming back all the time? As I look back into SEO? Yeah. Um, I think the, just the, the concept of SEO that I guess the, Big problem is just the fact that it is a zero-sum game. Um, so winner takes all, basically. Like, winner takes 30%, right? And that is, like, in itself uh, makes it a very competitive industry, especially for the most profitable areas. And so, like, I think in terms of... It's a good problem because it's so competitive. Then people get very creative. Like, websites get better and better. And so that's why we do see usability of all these websites just get more and more modernized and faster because everybody's trying to, uh, you know, win, win their spot on Google and, you know, all these other search engines. Um, at the same time, because it's so heavily reliant on uh, these machine learning algorithms by, you know, Google, by Bing, by, you know, all these other search engines, um, you know, there are ways to hack it and there's a lot of best practices of hacking, which doesn't necessarily serve the user well. So I, so for me, like there's a good problem of like, it really elevates the quality of most of the quality of, of like content sharing, but at the same time, it also, because we are beholden to an algorithm, there is a lot of not so great, uh, practices done just to serve that mission. So, you know, content quality itself of like creativity and like uniqueness and personalized things like gets it's harder to make a, I think, make a business case to go in that direction. Um, so I, th- I think I see like two problems there. And then again, the, the other, another big problem is the trend where it seems like all these big companies are trying to add their own AI layer to all the content that we're producing so that we're almost like being there, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of being these big tech companies' assistants or like content grinders in a way. So there's that issue as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, who knows what's going to happen after that, right? <laughs> yeah. La- last yeah. question here for you uh, around tooling. You've you've been around SEO now and marketing for a while, so I'm sure you have tools that you keep coming back to that you couldn't live without. What are specifically like SEO tools maybe that are the most impactful for your day-to-day job? Yeah, so... Um, Looker Studio, you know, Google 
Google Data Studio, basically that pipes all of our data together and you can combine lots of sources um, is one of the, the best tools that I've seen uh, enable understanding of your data and to make decisions on it. But, uh, you know, in terms of an actual SEO tool, Ahrefs is still my go-to. It's the, it serves all of the, you know, it kind of meets all the requirements that I need uh, in terms of, you know, un understanding competitors, understanding backlinks, understanding, uh, like crawling your own site and auditing it, right? Like all those technical things, it's, it's good enough in all of those regards. And so I know there are probably point solutions that are better in each way than Ahrefs, but I always find myself, you know, preferring that platform method. Um, it gives me a ton of information and then I can then, uh, manipulate that information to serve whatever, uh, decision that I'm trying to come to next.